We are Lisa and Angie, and you are listening to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you are loving this podcast, we would be so darn grateful if you left us a rating and review on this podcast platform. You can also let us know that you're listening to our podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your socials. But remember to tag us. We are just so freaking happy that you are here. And now it's time to settle in with your favorite glass of bubbly and enjoy this week's pep talk. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers, Angie. Cheers to you, Lisa. Happy freaking Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Cheers. Great to see you. Always good to see you. Okay, so we have an episode of episodes. I mean, all of our episodes are amazing, but like, I'm really excited to share this episode with our listeners today. I think it is going to resonate with so many listeners. I know it resonated with me and um, I'm going to be listening to this episode uh, on repeat, I think, for the next few weeks here. We have Gabby Mahan. Uh, she is the voice behind Grow With Gabby. She has been putting out the message around body respect, body acceptance. And you guys, we've just got to tell you, she is remarkable. She is so brilliant, so articulate, and so grounded in her values and it just really comes across in this week's episode of pep talks and prosecco so i don't know angie if you have anything to add otherwise i think we just get right to this episode with gabby mahan on pep talks and prosecco i agree cheers to you cheers Cheers, Gabby. Welcome to Pep Talks and Prosecco. Oh my gosh, like we are so excited. Angie and I have been eagerly anticipating this episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco and the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. So welcome. Cheers. We are so excited to have you here. Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here. So Gabby, we were hoping that we could start with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your story, and the message that you are working to get out there into the world. Yeah, absolutely. So I am 27 years old, live here in Houston, Texas, born and raised here, left for schooling um, and some jobs, but I ended up back here where all my family is. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor, so I specialize in eating disorders, disordered eating, helping women and men with body image issues, um, and then any comorbidities that tend to align with that. LPC is a fancy word for saying I'm a therapist. Um, And I am just really passionate about spreading awareness with regards to mental health, obviously eating disorders. But most, I think one of the things that hits home for me the most is just helping individuals, specifically, probably more so women, since I am a woman myself, 
feeling, helping them feel confident in their skin, helping them be unapologetically themselves and just show up in their authentic way. Um, and so, yeah, that's a huge part of my passion that I think just bleeds into like who I am as a person. Um, I would probably describe myself as a lot of my clients always say, Gabby, I feel like you're really sympathetic and, and kind and understanding, but you're also just like a no bullshitter. Um, so I feel like that is kind of just who I am in a nutshell with regards to how I show up with my clients and on Instagram and in anything that I do is how I show up in, in the real world. Like I, I, I don't really want there to be a discrepancy in that. I, lo- I love that they describe you as a no bullshitter. Yeah. Yes. I, yep. I think, I think that is like, that's high praise. <laughs> Thank I you. believe that is, that is high praise and people that, um, maybe aren't aware of your social media presence on yes. Instagram, just anyone can follow you at grow with Gabby. Yes. And I'm telling you the content that you provide for people is completely necessary and unapologetic. So I love that you, that you use that word. I'm so curious to know what prompted you to be, to be on this mission to, you know, really embrace that confidence of how people feel in their own bodies and, and the work that you do around, um, you know, diet culture and all the messiness. And we're really going to get into that in this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, I myself struggled with an eating disorder. I'm really open about it on my page and really all platforms, even with my clients, my personal clients that I see through private practice. So I really went through the ringer with struggling with my body image and a healthy relationship with food. And when I was in the peak of my eating disorder, I actually deleted all of my social media platforms and I didn't just delete the app. Like I deleted the account. And I told myself that when I got back on, I was going to get, get back on and show up in a different way, show up in a more authentic way, show up in a less filtered way, show up in a way that meant something meaningful for myself and for the people that decided to follow me. And I was just like, I want to make a difference with the experience that I've had and this passion behind mental health and eating disorders. And so I just honestly became really raw and vulnerable on the internet because it was something that I felt I hadn't seen enough of. And uh, so I just kind of combined my personal experience, with my professional knowledge and created Grow With Gabby. It actually, funnily, it started as blogs by Gabby. And I was just like posting, I was writing blogs, posting them on my website, and then using that social media outlet as a way to like, let people know that they could go and read my blog. And then I was like, you know what? I mean, I love writing, but I also, I find that I have a passion for creating content. So I just started using, you know, um, Canva and started navigating different ways to be like, how can I create fun, um, captivating content? And yeah, I just, I took an Instagram course. I was like, let's do this. Like, if I'm going to do this, I really want to give it my all. And I just started posting, people started resonating with my story and what I had to say, and it kind of just all developed from there. Well, I myself have been a fan and a follower for uh, quite some time now, and I love the messaging that you're putting out there. And I, I agree that it resonates with so many people, including me. And I have, what I've been wondering, and I'm asking this question because I, I have experienced this and, and still am working through this. And I know that some of our other listeners probably are as well. And that's around what do you say to folks who are struggling with truly 
believing that they are worth more than their dress size, that they have so much more to contribute to the world than their appearance and this physical appearance. What, like, what are your, what are your thoughts? What would you say to those folks who are struggling with that body respect, that, that positive body outlook? Yeah, that is a great question. Also a loaded one, because it's, it's something that I dress, I address with every day with all of my clients, you know, just today and the clients that I saw, a lot of them are struggling with, but I'm just so focused. This is such a big value of mine, like physical appearance and looking a certain way and adhering to societal standards. Like I just can't get it out of my head. I don't know how to flip the switch. And there's a couple things I say, first and foremost, I say, give yourself grace. Look at the world that we live in. Like you are, we are drowning in messages that tell us that we should take up less space and that we should be thin because that's the only way to show up. Right. And so it's really hard living in a world where you're going against the grain, like being unapologetically yourself and learning to respect your body and learning to have a healthy relationship with food and body is going against the grain because it's not what we've been taught. It's not the messaging that we've been surrounded by. And so it takes years. I mean, it takes time to rewire your brain and to really practice having a different outlook on these really reinforcing messages. Right. And so that's kind of the first piece that I always tell people, give yourself grace. Like you're not a bad person because you don't know how to love yourself or you don't know how to respect your body. So many people are in the same boat as you. And I think even the fact that people have the insight to recognize that is so huge because a lot of people don't even have the ability to recognize that they have an unhealthy relationship with food Mm -hmm. or their bodies. Right. And then some of the other points that I, that I tell people is I really ask people to like hone in on their values because when we get so absorbed and obsessed around what we look like, we're taken away from our values, right? The things that we cherish in our lives. And nine times out of 10, when I ask people like, what are the things that you value? Their values are not in line with this obsessive focus and what they look like, right? And so really kind of reframing the way that they look at their body, the way that they decide to show up, I think has been really helpful. Um, But I think the biggest piece for you to be able to rewire your brain in general is just you have control over the content and the information and the people that you are surrounded by and what you are consuming. And so I think reevaluating your environment and ensuring that you're in a supportive, neutral space that the hyper-focus isn't body, I think goes a long, long way. Well, I know for sure that I'm going to be rewinding this (laughs) section of the podcast many times because you've just you've delivered so many insightful pieces to consider around this that, um, yeah, I'm going to take away. I I have one more thought, one more thing that I'm wondering about. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's some recent research or evidence out there um, suggesting that the the body positivity movement Mm -hmm. has the potential to be toxic. And so I'm curious on your thoughts, like, do you, do you believe that body positivity is, is a toxic or toxic body, body positivity is a thing or what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah. So I, you know, when I entered the space of social media and showed up in this different way, I had a lot of psychoeducating to do. Like I didn't really know what body positivity was or the movement. I didn't really know what all these terms meant. And I didn't quite know like what I could advocate or what I couldn't, because, you know, I'm respectful of the fact that I have thin privilege and I live in a small body and I'm not oppressed. I don't have any um, obstacles when it comes to my body shape or size. And so that was something that I had to really like learn and psychoeducate myself on. But I will say that as the narrative has changed and evolved and has, as I have grown in the social media space, I used to use the words like body positivity a lot. And now that I've learned a lot more, I tend not to use it because I personally feel like a lot of the times when not always, and this is just my personal opinion, but when sometimes when people use the word body positivity, people's perception or interpretation of that is like, you always have to love your body. Like you are only body positive. If you love your body every single day and no one's going to love their body every single day. I don't love my body every single day. That is literally impossible for anybody to accomplish. Right. And so I think it's all about either acceptance or neutrality or just meeting yourself where you're at. Right. And so really being insightful with yourself and where you are with your body to be able to say, okay, today I'm having a bad body image day. And that isn't going to dictate what behaviors I decide to engage in, right? That isn't going to say, I don't deserve to nourish myself. I don't deserve to move in a way that feels good. I don't deserve to show up. That's not what that means. That just means that life is crappy sometimes and we have bad body image days and it doesn't have to exacerbate everything else or kind of like shit on our day for the lack of a better phrase. Right. And so I have come to learn that like, you know what, I can, I can definitely see how using the phrase body positivity feels like an all or nothing phrase, or it Mm -hmm. feels like, you know, if you're not body positive all the time, then you're not body positive. Right. And so that's why I've kind of leaned more into the phrases of like body respect and body acceptance and body neutrality. I always tell my clients at the end of the day, my goal isn't for you to leave these sessions, you loving your body. You may never love your body, which is a really, really hard pill to swallow. And I say that honestly, because there are a lot of people that have struggled for so long and they've wired their brain in such a way that maybe the life that they have left on this earth will only allow them to reach a space of body neutrality. But as long as they're nourishing their soul and their body, then that is more than good enough. All right, everybody, if you are like us and have fallen victim to sacrificing your goals, because I don't know, you're too busy raising your family, or maybe you're in a demanding career, you're struggling to find motivation or heck, it might be all of the above. We have been there. Mm-hmm. Through our successes and failures, we have discovered a formula to building habits that don't just last, but they stick as well. And that is how we've been able to reach our goals. And it's also why we created Sustainable Habits, our free seven-day habit-building course. In this email course, we share our proven formula for building habits that last. So we are gonna show up in your inbox for seven days straight and share with you strategies and tips that will get you closer to implementing small habits that are going to lead to significant results. So click on the link in the show notes or head to our website, weatherwill.com and click on courses to find sustainable habits.
Okay, just remind me. How old did you say you were? <laughs> 27. 27. Okay, so here, here's the thing. I am 20 years older than you. Yeah. 20 years older than you. And I'm going to be the first one to say that I have been in situations when someone has told me, or it's obvious that they are a couple decades younger than me, that I maybe tune out and maybe roll my eyes out loud a little bit. My ego enters the situation, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You speak in a way that I get an age has absolutely nothing to do with it. And that, that to me just tells me that you're so genuine in the message that you are so freaking determined to get out there. I just, I need to applaud you on that. Not that you need like a mom pat on the back from me or Lisa. We get that, but I, the, the respect I have for your ability to articulate your mission, your vision, your values. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm here for the ride. Thank you. I'm like getting chills. I'm getting a little hot right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I, the Prosecco. I, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> I really, really appreciate that so much because I, I've made it such a big value of mine to be properly psychoeducated on these topics, even more so from not just going through the personal experience, but like in every day and how I live as a human, but also my work. Like I just care about humans so much. And I am so passionate about people like life is too short. And I know that's like, so cliche to say, but it really is. And I wasted so many years, sadly, like being so obsessed with taking up less space and being thin and over obsessing about my appearance. And so my hope is that when people interact with me or are in a room with me, they're like, you know what, you made me second guess that you made me think, you know what, maybe my physical appearance isn't that important. Maybe, maybe I should give myself more grace. Maybe I should focus on my intrinsic value rather than what I look like. Mm. you you have a post Gabby and I mean like your your social media platform is one that I cannot encourage enough people to participate in engage and learn from and become educated in like when you talk about the the surroundings and what are your surroundings your what you've created in your environment on Instagram, people should be immersing themselves in that. And you have one post that sticks out the most to me. And it's the one where um, you have your back turned. Mm-hmm. And on it, you, you have, I will not sacrifice my mental health to have the quote unquote, perfect body. Yeah. And when I see that post, I have reason to believe that there is something to that post that you were just so driven to make that post. Like it just, like a picture's worth a thousand words. That one just screams. And it's probably because I can, I can relate and it resonates so strongly with me, but there, mm-hmm. what is it about that post? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate that because I, I really do try to put a lot of thought behind everything I post and so it's, it's interesting because throughout the last end of last year, I wasn't posting as much. And it's because I just was like, you know what? I, I'm so 
busy with life and a lot of other things going on. And I just don't want to post for shits and giggles. Like I'm not here to just post because I got to post, you know, like, so I really just, I do put a lot of time and energy and, and thought behind all my posts. So I really appreciate that with that post in particular, I, a lot of the ideas that I come up with are honestly just like sitting and reflecting. I do a lot of journaling. I do a lot of like trainings in, in the eating disorder world. I try to speak to as many people and like, just get different stories and different perspectives. And I think when I made that post, I really wanted people to truly understand a, you're not alone, but B we're not talking about it enough. Like the amount of people in this world that have wasted brain space on the amounts of calories that they consume and the ways in which they need to shrink their body is ridiculous. Like when you really think about it, the fact that eating disorders are the second most deadly psychiatric illness in the world. Like people are dying because they don't think that their physical appearance is enough, that the way that they're showing up isn't enough, right? When you really take a step back and zoom out and think about that, it's so sad, right? Like it's so heartbreaking to think that people are dying. I think it's like every 54 minutes in the world from an eating disorder, something that is making you sacrifice your mental health. And so when I made that post, I really wanted people to understand like nothing in the world is worth you sacrificing your mental health, but especially trying to strive to have this perfect body that society and diet culture imposes upon us. It's not worth it. Like you're too beautiful. Your soul and your mind are too beautiful to be diminished to what you look like. It's just not worth it. And so that was really my message behind that post. Amen. Oh my goodness. That was a pep talk right there. It's funny. It's interesting because I really paid attention over the holidays and I picked up on so many comments like males, females, young, old of, I really shouldn't have this, but, or I shouldn't, you know, it, it is so ingrained in, in all of us, it seems in, in, in one way or the other, that whole diet culture piece. And it takes some, some work to really rewire, as you said, our brains and, and unlearn so many of the horrible things that we were taught um, from birth, really. Absolutely. We're curious, Gabby, because we talk a lot about habits and habit building in our community. And so we are wondering, uh, is there one habit that you have implemented that supports you with your work and the goals that you have in place for yourself? Oh man, there's more than one. (laughs) Um, Okay, a one habit in particular, okay. Um, I would probably say journaling, honestly, as simple Mm, as that sounds, mm -hmm. journaling has been so huge for me. I, when I was in treatment, I journaled, I filled up two journals and then I was like, I want to keep doing this. This is so great. It was awesome to like, look back and look at the growth and look at the progress. And in my journal, I don't just journal about my feelings. I journal about my goals, my, both my mental health goals, my physical goals, my professional goals, you know, my all kinds of things. Like it's not just writing about my feelings. And I feel like it's just been so productive and so beneficial to my mental health because it allows me to get out what's going up on in here, which is like so much every day onto a piece of paper. And it makes me feel less overwhelmed and less anxious, which has really just been a game changer for me. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I love, I love that. I like Lisa and I are very much about 
the practice of journaling. And so as you're speaking to that, it's, it's just refreshing and it's just mm-hmm. such affirmation. I, I'm curious if you'd share with us, if you were to give some tips for someone that's like, oh, I'm just not sure about like, maybe they're reluctant about starting the, the journey of becoming someone who sees themselves as a frequent journaler, mm-hmm. what, what would be a good starting point or what would be some suggestions that you would have? Yeah. So when a lot of the times when I suggest this to clients or clients are like, yeah, I tried journaling. I just, I didn't know what to talk about. or I didn't know what to write. Or I felt imposter syndrome because it didn't come out so eloquently. You know, I always say, start with journal prompts. So I actually have, I think like five journal prompts on my website that you can like click on for free. And I I came up with them on my own and I, I put them on like a little link. Um, but journal prompts help so much because it gets the ball rolling and it kind of just is like a free form way of writing, but it's also still focused on something. Right. Mm. Um, so kind of like open-ended questions, I think are really helpful to just, Mm. again, get the ball rolling and for the words to come out and, and produce on paper. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so much. Oh my gosh. Gabby, like, uh, can we just have you on every week? (laughs) <laughs> I'd be more than happy to. Can we? Can we please? <laughs> wonderful. So wonderful. Well, yeah. we think that you're absolutely remarkable and just so brilliant. And if we weren't impressed with you already from following you on social media, we are blown away by you now after being able to sit down and have this chat with you this today. So we like to do this fun little thing at the end of our podcast, Gabby, that we mm-hmm. call the hot seat, where we like to wind things up a little bit before we wind things down. So we have prepared 10 questions for you that we are going to endeavor to have you answer in 60 seconds or less. Um, truth be told, I'm usually the reason why we don't that get done in 60 seconds, because I get so excited about people's answers that I just want to like... Yeah you know, reflect totally. on them a little bit. So I'll yeah. do my best to help you okay. out here. But are you game to play to sit in the hot seat with us? Hell yeah. Let's uh, yeah. Awesome. And did you see that like nice uh, gulp of Prosecco there? As yes. as you were explaining things, Gabby is like, all right, I'm going to do a little. Yeah, I was like a little, a little sip of alcohol. Let's do this. I'm ready. Let's I love it. it. Out. <laughs> Let's go. All okay. right. So are you I, ready, I, Andy? I will get my little timer ready here. Yeah. All right. We're good. Let's go. What is one thing you do to start your day? Uh, journal. Last movie or TV show that you watched? Dope sick. What advice would you give your teenage self? Life's too short. Um, be upon a, unapologetically yourself. <laughs> Bucket list destination. Oh, Thailand. What brings you joy? Uh, human connection. Favorite song or genre of music? Um, Afrobeats recently. Pet peeve. When people don't make eye contact when they're talking to me. (laughs) What is a bad habit that you just can't shake? Man, cutting people off sometimes when I get really excited and passionate about a topic. (laughs) (laughs) There. Um, I think we know this, but we're going to ask it anyway. Your favorite habit that you can't live without? Favorite. Well, okay. I said journaling already, but we can say, um, going outside, taking time outside every day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who inspires you? Oh man. So many people. Oh, this is a hard one. Honestly, my dad, 
my dad inspires me a lot. He's a really great human. Yeah. Well done. How did we do, Angie? Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I mean, we actually did pretty good. We're about 90 seconds, just over that. I so thought so. I that was, that so. was pretty, that was pretty good. I have to yeah. say. And, and your answers, like you were good to go, solid, confident, no wavering. <laughs> Thank you. And, and then you round the corner with giving a shout out to your dad. Like, yes. Yeah. He's a great man. We're very uh, alike. And I think that's why he inspires me so much. So, oh, I absolutely love it. Gabby, uh, we mentioned for anyone wanting to follow you on Instagram, it's at girl with Gabby. If people want to check you out with your website, what would be the address that they would go to? Yeah. So they would go to www.gabbymahan.org. Okay. Excellent. We'll make sure that we put that in the show notes as well. This has been so much fun. It has been so educational and you were just speaking to us, but most importantly, you are speaking to a community that is craving a voice like yours so please keep doing what you're doing it's making a difference thank you so much i i feel very honored and very blessed that you guys gave me the space to talk about all the things that i'm so passionate about you guys are awesome and i i feel very humble so thank you it's been so fun cheers to you gabby bye cheers to you cheers